0: What is up, internets? Welcome to Self-Defense From All Angles, Episode 7. This is Part 2 of my interview with Arthur Glad, aka the Trans Martial Artist, and this part of the interview gets really deep. We start covering a lot more issues that we couldn't get to in the first episode because I didn't know it was going to be two episodes. It's just we had such a long and good conversation that it just went longer and I decided to cut it up into two episodes so we keep that 30-minute format you're used to. Here we talk about things like trans in sports we talk about the adaptation of taking testosterone we talk about something very interesting something i just learned about which is the gay panic defense also an offshoot of that being the trans panic defense things i'd never heard of before it's kind of blew my mind i had to write that stuff down so jump into this episode with an open mind if you like the first one you're going to love this one and i can't stress this enough the demographics and psychographics in the self-defense space are changing and self-defense is for everyone not just people that look like you talk like you act like you so if you're looking to help the most people you need to have conversations with people maybe outside your wheelhouse or comfort zone this is a great stepping stone to have those conversations arthur is one person he does not speak for the entire community but i think there's a lot of really important lessons here so i hope you enjoy this episode please like it please share it please tell people this show exists now go enjoy the episode i really hope you get as much out of it as i did So I think when we're looking at these, this conversation, I think is like I said, super important. Do you think now when it comes to tra- – actually, I want to do one other question first. On your channel. Right, You're the video that I show people when you start, because you're doing your testosterone, one day on testosterone, two days on yes. testosterone, three days on testosterone. Yes. And I love that video because like you can literally hear your voice drop, and it's crazy. Within a week. Yeah, it was That's nuts. That's insane. So you are in the space of educating. This is why I reached out to you, right? You're like, look, I'm putting out these videos publicly. I yes. want people to follow me on this journey. And I right. think those are really important because... I have a friend that transitioned recently and he went through the same process, right? And it was powerful for both him Uh and for the community, for people to understand. It's still the same person. Yes. Like all of the things you liked about them, their interests, their thoughts, they're, they're the same. But people put too much... Onus on this physical form.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. And and I do also want to say, because there is a little bit of misinformation going around, especially surrounding female to male okay. people, that testosterone works immediately. <laughs> and one of those things, like I and I think a little bit I would be one of those people that would prove them right, but I want to point out I personally already had an influx of testosterone developing naturally. So I feel like that's why my body took the, to the testosterone so quickly. A lot of people, like I'm a over a year and a half now on A a lot of people still wouldn't even see facial hair. Right. I have a friend in the Kitchener Toronto area, and he still he has one chin hair, and he's like living off of that chin I hair. I bet. <laughs> he's, I like this is the most I've gotten out of my testosterone. My body is being stubborn in holding right. on to its femininity. It makes it like harder. So that's one of those things I want to at least like point out. Since you did mention my video, yeah, is that is a miracle in terms of being right. trans that it took so long, like t- such a short amount of time. Like I literally could feel my esophagus drop within. Wow. a week. And That's how quickly it worked for me. And which was good for me because yes. it helped so much with my mental health.
0: This is the, we can take this outside of the trans space and put it all the way to just the self-defense space is chemicals hit everybody's body different. Some people Absolutely. can drink. Like for example, cannabis is legal in Canada. I can't smoke it. Because I become lazy for days. I become just useless. Right. I know a friend that can build an entire house while smoking pot. So again, people are people first, Yes, They have the full spectrum of this. Maybe you could, you absorb your body, absorb testosterone better. Maybe somebody else doesn't, right? And to think that your journey in like anything- My martial arts journey was different than your martial arts journey. My, my dating
1: history is different. So why would that be any different? Right. Exactly. Like there, there is always going to, you have to think about the individual first. Yes. <laughs> the individual first, and then there are traits off of that individual that attribute to other individuals. Exactly. But again, they're still all individuals. So no one is going to react the same. No one is ever going to, it's, my mom always said there. an event happens and you're all looking in from like a, the Epcot ball, like those right. windows, Epcot ball. what is going to be different from the very next person next to you and from the person across from you? I agree. So, it, you there is literally no one on this earth that's going to be exactly the same as another person, and that's 100%. one of those things I try to think
0: about all the time. Oh, that's and that's perfect, and I think more people should think like that in general, even without this issue. In all issues, right? Like you're going to see things differently. You going through a breakup is going to look crazy to you, and your friends will be like, "Don't be an idiot." Like, there's right, right. it's all so subjective. Exactly. You said you got a thick skin working with kids. Yes. Now, this is one of the talking points, issues, things that I'm trying to work through. So I'm not going to comment as much on this. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. When it comes to self-defense. Right. If people can control your emotions, Mm -hmm. they can control you. With that as the premise then, when you're teaching self-defense to people in the community – is having a thick skin about being misgendered part of it so you don't maybe cause a situation or is that anything even to consider
1: oh yeah we
0: big question i know
1: <laughs> yeah it is a really big question i i will let you know like there there are days where my patience is wearing thin yeah. V- very much so. Like, I'm a human being like anyone else. And yes. even my parent- patient's worse than even after 10 years of working with kids. Yeah, I think every once in a while it does come into play, but I don't feel like it comes into play as much mm-hmm. because I do have such a thick skin. But um, I've never had anyone outright be like in the dojo, at least be say, saying to me no you're not a man like right the, da, 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 da. yeah no one's ever been outright and I've never actually I've never put anyone in a position to get to that point either so like in my very first tournament I was misgendered the entire time so I, I was asking what ring I was supposed to be in and I was asking people and I was registered under my preferred name yeah but they all see I was at the very beginning of my medical transition so I don't blame them for being able to clock me but right. everyone was able to clock me and they were all just using she her yeah. the whole time and it, sometimes it seemed to be aggressive oh interesting. So, yeah so I I am very much a non-confrontational person yeah. so I am very much I will bite my tongue before I say something right. unless it has to do with someone I care about
0: So I think that that walking out, walking this out a little bit, this is the thing like we'd like, so people are people first, right? We make the issues secondary. If I was teaching a young cis man and somebody punked them, I'd be like, walk away, walk away from it. There's no need to get into a physical encounter here. Exactly. The difference here though, to me is obviously everybody runs out of patience, right? I yell at people and I teach de-escalation all the time. I'm a human being too. but. This issue is so hot button and it's so new, not new, it's coming to the forefront that I could see issues arising and escalations happening from a purely self-defense perspective. If you were teaching, what would you suggest in that area? Because here's my thought process. I would say, let it go. But also, I don't
1: know if I could let it go. Those are like, that's a tough thing. And you also especially have to think about what area you're in. Yeah. Especially in the United States, because if you are trans in the United States and you go out on a date with someone and then you're not clockable, but then you tell them that you're trans because you think it's probably going to go in a sexual way. Yeah. They can kill you legally. What what do you mean? (laughs) I know that sounds insane, but there is the gay panic defense and a branch off of, yes, the gay panic defense and a branch off of that is the trans panic defense. And that is something actually in the place where I live, the state of Texas, if you, if someone finds out that you are trans and they didn't know before, they can say that they panicked and killed you out of self-defense.
0: I've never heard these terms before.
1: Yes and this is as soon as you mentioned that I knew that I that was something that I had to bring up that this is what I mean by it just going out and existing can be dangerous Mm -hmm. as a trans person. Because if you're clockable, like I I feel like I'm still clockable because I'm so short and I have, I still have a sort of feminine face. I do have a lower voice and I'll lower my voice even more when I'm out in public, things like that. And I start to have facial. So I guess people can mistake me for a younger boy. Sure. But like there are some especially trans women.
0: Yeah. Oh, I bet. Yeah.
1: that that is especially where the danger is because, like, trans women, they're, they're seen as male predators. All of that, and if and it's getting to the where legislation has gone, mm-hmm. where it it's m- protecting the people who are essentially lynching gay and trans people, and by proxy, the. Statistics rise if you're a person of color.
0: Yeah, I've seen the data on that. To be a trans person of color is a dangerous person to be in a lot of places. Absolutely. A lot of threat markers there. This is very interesting to me. So then, what are your thoughts? And again, your personal thoughts, speak for the community, is on... when you tell somebody you're
1: trans, is it immediately? Is it like I, I, that? I, I don't know. This is actually a really big point of contention, even in the trans community. I bet I bet it is. Because it is there, it is so dangerous. Yeah. There is a lot of discourse. And I believe, and, and this is where I'm very lucky because I have been dating, I've been with my husband for over 10 years. Right. We we've been married for three. I came out before we got married. Right. So I never had to deal with. Dating as a newly out trans person or anything like that. But I have read stories of people being like, like they, they don't tell people for a few dates until later. And then their fears are immediately confirmed because they knew they had that feeling that this person's probably that they're probably not going to be as accepting as I would like them to be.
0: Something pick like them that. up and joe rogan's on the radio and that right kind of yeah.
1: exactly and that in with all of that extra stuff all of that especially that saturation like i'm saying from both sides and then there's all those people who are thinking i feel like both sides have a point because they're getting so much from both sides
0: and the two sides just to be clear for the listeners who are involved in it is immediately telling or eventually telling
1: Yes, exactly. Yes. And so I I feel like there is a little bit of like we could nip it in the bud, but you also have to read like this is another one of those things and surviving as a trans person on a daily right like schedule is you have to be able to read a person. You have to know what questions to ask, and then you have to know what what kind of response would be a safe response. Interesting. And that I have had experience it. So almost
0: like creating litmus test questions, yes. right? Like things that you would use. So I do this with seminars. So uh, cause I do public speaking and teach and I've taught like everybody, the name it, I've taught that group. Um, right. And so I do what I call, I do a, a feeder joke. So I'll teach, okay, it's counter assault. We call this an OS moment. And I say, that's, oh shit. And yeah. If the group laughs, I can swear. The group's like, I'm like, oh, PG, clean it up. So you're saying creating some kind of test interview questions that you can start to out these people right from that situation. That's very interesting.
1: Yes, exactly. And like that. And that's just like on being a trans person. I do know that a lot of other trans people do this. And and this is a, how a lot of trans people will feel out their family before coming out right. or even gay people will feel out their family before yeah. coming out is if you see a gay or trans person out And about what is their reaction to that? What, like uh, the bathroom issue, bring that up. What's their response Uh, to the bathroom issue? And what, so uh, one question I asked, my parents are not particularly affirming. Mm -hmm. One question I asked my parents is if I was a stranger and I walked up to you and I said, hello, my name is Arthur. My pronouns are he, him. What would your response be? Right. And that's on a stranger just a perfect stranger coming up to you, introducing themselves as politely as they can and giving you as much information to respect them right. as possible, what would your response be? And a lot of people will show their yeah. You've mentioned you went to a tournament. Yes, I've been to many tournaments. Trans I, I, people in
0: sports. Yes. is a hot button topic and honestly, I don't know where I stand on it. So again, this will be you talking to me and me keeping my mouth shut, but I'm just interested on your, on your thoughts on that. Like, how do you think it is? What do you believe? Where, where
1: are you on that? It is a pretty complicated issue, but I think the primary focus of that topic is, On Trans women in sports. And uh, there are a few trans women. I don't think it's Ronda Rousey. No, obviously not Ronda Rousey, but uh, Alana McLaughlin. Okay. Alana McLaughlin, I know is a trans woman MMA fighter and I follow her on Twitter. And she talks about being a trans person in sports a lot. Mm -hmm. And my being a trans person in sports, I obviously have an opinion on it. And I believe everyone should be allowed to participate in athletics. Yes. I don't think that separation, I think that gender as we see it at this moment, as we see it as like a biological component Mm -hmm. is... If you're testing how fast a a cheetah can go, you're not going to look at whether or not that cheetah is male or female. Sure. So I don't, and we're humans and we like to get very specific in uh, how we do everything. (laughs) But I believe that uh, we should be organizing a little bit more based off of weight than we do on gender. Sure. Sure. I feel like even, even if you do put weight into it, like a small person could beat up a big person pretty easily. And it's not going to matter what, what gender they were. Yeah. <laughs> and that's another thing is like my husband, he's really big, okay. six foot three, 30 pounds. And he does sparring. Right. And one of the things that he won his first sparring tournament off of how fast he was. Okay. No one expects a guy that big to be that fast. Sure. So there's always exceptions even to those rules. Right. So I feel like attributing gender to a biological component is mm-hmm. an, an accurate way to think about it, especially because there's a bunch of other things that can go into those biological components that change you up and all of that stuff. I personally, I don't spar. I'm not a, I'm not a sparer. I don't like to go in there and beat people up or I would like to see how I measure up, of course. but I do that in my spar with my husband. So that I and so I feel like I would be prepared in a real life situation. I feel right. like that's the only logistic reason why I would do that. Yeah, but if I did spar, it wouldn't be for points or anything like that. It would just be an exhibition match right at this point in time right now. Interesting because if I went in the women's division, it could be seen as I'm on the juice, <laughs> and then yeah, if I'm in the men's division, I'll I'm seen as immediately weaker, right? And I think that's
0: the interesting thing, right? Because you're right, it's not trans people in sports, it's trans women in sports. That's the conversation everybody's having. You've heard of the fighter Fox Fallon
1: yeah yes fighter. yes yes Box MMA gun.
0: fighter trans woman there was some issues yes. with broken that's skulls. who I was thinking of yeah that's why yeah I thought that's why yeah because there was some issue with broken skulls right there's broken orbital bones etc which happens right. in other stuff but I think this is where and I don't want to get too deep in this topic because it's a it's a infinite rabbit hole of ridiculous it's a mess too yeah.
1: well it's a mess too
0: because i like the actually i really like the way you phrase why i ask these questions because i'm very receptive to new information i really like to learn new stuff right. and you said the way that we look at gender now is making it a mess i agree yes. and that that makes a ton of sense right and you're right weight classes exist for a reason almost every sport etc etc but i just i want to take your take on that because if you're going to tournaments but you're right. not sparring right but if you're going to tournaments. That there's got to be some issues there, right? Like when you went to that one, they probably tried to put you in the wrong division. They probably tried
1: to. Luckily, I had my teacher to back me up. Awesome. So I didn't have any issues in registering for the divisions I wanted or anything like that. And we've been in two different leagues. Okay. And the my treatment in those two different leagues has been stark difference yeah different organizations insanely different like at that first league they were misgendering me constantly they were they were having me in the male divisions but they were calling me she her using yes using female honorifics all of that stuff so that was Not fun. And then we moved on to our next league. And I'm and after that, we're specifically talking to the coordinators behind the events. Mm -hmm. And we were asking them, like, so what is your policy where all of this is concerned? And they were like, we will, will be completely affirming. And if they want to go into sparring right now, we're working on it. But right now it would just have to be an exhibition match. So they're at least 110% willing to call me by my proper pronouns, use proper honorifics, use my preferred name, things like that. they didn't have my dead name or anything like that. Sure. But, for them. but they they have no problem. And from that, we actually became really good friends. So they were actually pretty upset because the last time I came to a tournament, I didn't bring my crocheted possum scarf that I made.
0: (laughs) That's, and this this is why it's so fascinating because the world is shifting in front of a lot of people's eyes. And I think what a lot of people are having trouble with is they thought they understood the basics. Now the basics are changing. And that's good. I think there's more inclusiveness with that
1: because the basics necessarily... were- Are you talking about biologically or- No,
0: I'm talking about language. So okay, yes. there, there was she, him, her, like these are the basics, right? I can right. classify you, I can classify you. The right. Canada's shame, Jordan Peterson. He, right. he talks about how do I treat you like a person, dude, like right. what are you talking about? But that's what's changing is these people, like old dogs don't like to learn new tricks. And exactly. these people that have lived- like I said, I did 36 years not having to use a different pronoun. Right now, I'm getting better at it. It's gonna take me some practice because I have 36 oh, yeah. years of reps to verses. But they don't like this switch. They they want to have they want to set it and forget it, and right. that's what a lot of people do with self defense training. Like they yes. set it, they forget it.
1: Yes, they and they won't adapt it their self defense technique Mm -hmm. or how they teach that technique over time so like when i could i feel like we could have seen this maybe two to three hundred years ago when guns started to become more of a thing yeah Uh, like across the world
0: i'm sure sure they did but keep going i'm sure
1: i'm so i would be Killed to see that history. Honestly, I'm just I'm so interested in it. But yeah, there there are always new techniques for your offenders on trafficking people, on pulling kids away. Or there's the joke of you can't get kids by writing free candy on a white van anymore. You have to put free Wi-Fi. Right, they've they've adapted. (laughs) You know,
0: that's the thing. Like hashtag me too was the fastest predator evolution I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. Predators did this. They said, we know what that looks like. Now it's different.
1: Exactly. They're going to, exactly. Adapt. And it, and that's one of the, the worries I have when I read something like, Oh, we, we talked to these serial rapists or these serial murderers and we asked them what they look for in a, a victim. Yeah. And I'm like, I love that you're getting this information out, but I'm also like upset <laughs> because now they're going to change. <laughs>
0: And so I had this debate with a sex worker friend of mine, actually, where I put up a video on uh, this new AI program that does reverse imaging, but it's way better than Google reverse image was. And she was like, dude, like now you're just telling people about this. And here's my view on this. The bad people know this already. They're paying attention. They're they're subscribed to the Marvel newsletter of what they're doing. They are up to date. So us, and this actually goes back, is a perfect place to cap off this free part. This goes back to the education doesn't create. These bad people are already knowing this is happening. We have to tell the good guys because the bad guys are researching proactively. Yes, A lot of people on the internet are waiting for me to be like, Randy's my safety guy. I'll just wait for yeah. him to tell me what's going on. Yes. That goes to the trans issue right issue yes but it's it's telling kids that trans people exist doesn't make trans people but it tells trans people oh that's what i am
1: yes right exactly in that so they're seeing that and they're they're thinking correlation is not causation. yes exactly so they're seeing a correlation and they're thinking it's a cause and it's not and gosh what was i gonna say was so important i
0: think i might know so let me try here Okay. There's a study. My favorite counterpoint. I'm a debater by nature because you heard the debate show first, and then you. Yeah, I had that confusion. This is not the debate show. The one I liked is left handedness. Yes. So left handedness was really low. Then all of a sudden, there's all these left-handed people. Why? Because being left-handed was okay. Left-handed people didn't hide being
1: left-handed. They exactly. didn't create new left-handed people. Exactly <laughs> they already existed. Exactly. And okay, it was history I wanted to look at. When we're talking about letting the good guys know what the bad guys are doing, and then the bad guys, quote unquote, for our listeners, quote unquote, change or evolve based off of whatever. A lot of the times that evolution is actually backwards. Because no one looks at that history. And they don't look at what they had been previously doing. They'll go back to old habits right before that before before these new ones were developed and then spread yeah. out looking at history trans people have always existed in history yes of course and thousands of years ago were even considered priests or prophets and put in higher levels of society. And this is something we see, especially in the overarching term to spirit in their communities, whatever they prefer them being called or to spirit. Those people were always put into more educational stances or positions because they had an understanding of not just their gender, but another exactly or a lack of gender or all gender yes so it's things like that it's uh, to me it almost seems like a determination of ignorance sure they it scares people to learn that what they knew yeah. was wrong so yeah. then they, they have that cognitive dissonance and they don't want to hear something new
0: and even even wrong, like not maybe not raw, but not the full scope. So what you knew is still correct. There are still boys and girls. They still exist right. in, in in the majority of numbers, right? Like yeah. trans people aren't taking over. That's not what's happening. You're still a exactly. small percentage, right? But right. your education wasn't complete. There right. are more things. So, right, right you're in high school, there's university. Like, I know first aid. I'm not a brain surgeon. My education right. is not complete in that. Exactly.
1: And that kind of goes into that. I mentioned biology a little bit earlier. Yeah. A lot of people will go into that freshman biology and be like, that's the end all be all. Yes, yes. But freshman biology doesn't go over intersex people and right. it doesn't go over how biolo- biological sex doesn't inherently mean that's what your gender is. Like Exactly. There's so many facets and so many different sides of a human being. And it makes me think about like, how often do they think about themselves?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How often have they evaluated themselves and thought about that? Because a lot of, and this is just a joke we say in the trans community. Okay. And it's kind of honest, but it like a lot of the people who are stint that they're cis or cisgender, mm-hmm probably wouldn't be if they just evaluated their gender. Sure.
0: Yeah. I definitely am on the you doth protest too much kind of situation. So I'm a, I'm an old bro type dude. Like I was right. a bouncer. Like I'm exactly what you think a white 18 year old be when I was white, when I was 18 <laughs> Right. and yeah. in the late nineties, like I was not great. Um, <laughs> but the whole time there, right. All these guys, are like, I'm straight. I'm straight. I'm like, we know like, like, why are you telling us? It feels Someone's weird asking. that you have to be carping on this. And the fact that you're threatened because somebody over there is doing something different is
1: super weird to me. Yeah. yeah. If it doesn't affect you and your life directly, why are you worried about it? Exactly. Exactly.
0: Arthur. This was so good. This was better than I thought. And I knew it would be awesome. I'm so happy you took a chance. and came on the show from some random TikTok dude inviting you on it. Oh Um, my gosh. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you do that promo train you were going to do earlier now? Where can people find you?
1: Okay. So I have a TikTok and Instagram and a Twitter. And so my TikTok is at the trans martial artist. Instagram is the same, at the Trans Martial Artist, and my Twitter is at Trans. The website is www.immortaltiger.com.
0: And that's your club?
1: That is our dojo, and I give private lessons through that. If so you're in want, the Texas yeah. area and you want to yep. take some
0: lessons from somebody that's not just going to wear camo pants and give you their life lessons, feel free to go train with Arthur. Okay. As for me, as normal, we got stuff going on. I have an online seminar happening Saturday. You do not have to attend it live. It's only $45 Canadian. That's nothing. We're talking about Predator Selection. So that's coming out. Uh, New book is coming out really soon. July 1st, ideally timeline of self-defense by yours truly comes out. A total look at every part of self-defense minus the physical part. Other than that, I have nothing to promote. Please share this show. Please tell people about it. I really think. Obviously, I think it's important I wouldn't do it, so I'm a little biased. But like these conversations need to be had in this space. This space is very dominated by one world view, and it's not this is opening up every day. More people of color, trans people, LGBTQ people are coming to this space. And if you are not ready for those conversations, you're going to be left behind. This is what's going on, so have these conversations. Love me, hate me, I don't care. Follow every comment you put on here, whether you love me or hate me, helps the algorithm. Anyways, don't forget to follow us at Defense Talks with Dad on TikTok, and just go to my website, RandyKingLive.com, for everything that I do. Thank you so much, Arthur, and everyone, thank you for listening to the show, and don't forget to join us over on Patreon.com slash RandyKingLive for Arthur's one-up Story.